with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. Welcome. This is WISN, the retirement clinic with the Kowal Investment Group on the air every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, hosted today by Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner. Joe, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Fantastic. Now that you guys are here. Oh, thank you. I love all my shows across the board. But boy, talk about transitioning, right? We go from remodeling to real estate. Now we're talking retirement. It's what you do at the Kowal Investment Group. Aaron Spitzner, by the way, good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. Both of you guys, along with Marie and John White, uh, do the market reports. Who am I missing? Um, Chauncey. Chauncey. Wise and Sell. Sometimes Aaron Kowal. Anthony Priester. That's right. Uh, A cast uh, of thousands. Uh, No, every day in the Mark Belling Show. So you get these daily market reports, 3 p.m., 5 p.m. news blocks. Just a quick recap of the market, what it means for my retirement plan. Every Saturday, though, we get a full hour to talk about retirement. So that being said, oh, we'll give out the background, too. I should give out your website. Boy, you're adding locations. Uh, We are. We're growing. Delafield, the most recent, right? Accepting new clients every day. That's good. We should mention that more often. Absolutely. You don't cap it off. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so if you are interested in calling or logging on to the website, let me give out that. com. That's your website. K-O-W-A-L. com. For questions, call 262-522-4040. All right. And the locations. Besides Delafield, you're in Waukesha, Racine, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Correct. Florida. Yes. Um, Cape Coral, Florida. Cape Coral, correct. Okay, so offices all literally over the country. We call Waukesha the world headquarters because it is. Um, But you can meet there. You can meet, I guess, Aaron Spitzner, however you choose to. Phone, video, Zoom, at the office. Yep. Yeah. COVID really changed everything, right? I mean, in the beginning, it was everybody would come into the office or it'd be a phone review or a phone conversation, and it's nice to have the, the Zoom option as well, no matter where you're located, to be able to touch base at any time. Sometimes it's just more convenient, but we like to see everybody face-to-face if they can come in. It's funny you mention that because uh, like newscasts never used to use the... And now we go to the professor at UWM for an interview. They used to have to go there with the cameras, right? Now everybody's on their own computer. Right. Yeah, sometimes it's not as good, though. Not, <laughs> just going to say. Like, you got to improve the, the, the bandwidth or something. It's brutal sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and depending on how close it. they're sitting to the computer and... <laughs> Yeah, it, I know. Like, it's handy to use, but it doesn't look I've even good. noticed recently, like, they won't even do the backdrop. Um, on ESPN, sometimes they'll have, like, Adam Schefter, and he'll just be in his hotel room. Oh, yeah. And it's just, you can notice, he, you see the hotel in the back. And oh, yeah. He's just in the room, and, and they don't bother with it, because that's just become <laughs> such a common thing. It Dirty does. laundry on the bed. No. It, it was during COVID that, I don't know, famous uh, scene of a, the dog came in, then the toddler came in. <laughs> I forgot who it was. I think it was Fox News, and he's just like, I'm sorry, guys, but I am you know living in my house here. Anyway, <laughs> COVID did change a lot. Spitz, you're right about that. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, later on, the wealth management and preservation segment, we always have topics for you on the retirement clinic. So we will talk about grandchildren in retirement first. Joe, that's what you're going to kick off. Spitzner later on, HSA's health savings accounts. Now is the end of the year, right? This is the first show of December the 2nd. A lot of year-end things to oh, yeah. 
A lot of reminders for people. Long-term care is a topic today we're going to talk about. But like I said, Joe Still kicking us off with grandchildren in retirement. And what do you mean by that? Yeah, so a lot of, we've covered this in the previous shows, a lot of retirement surveys around how do you have uh, the best possible retirement. Uh, You know, it always brings up relationships are really the key for just about everyone in retirement. That's the most important thing. And what could be more important than your relationship with your grandchildren? And so for for many retirees, they are retiring to specifically spend more time with those that are close to them in their lives. And grandchildren, you know, they say once you have a grandchild, you you love your grandchildren a little bit more maybe than your kids. You know? <laughs> well, Again, okay. we say that, you know, um, understanding that obviously you love your kids very much, but those grandchildren are extra special. That's um, a different relationship for sure. And I thought this was also a great topic because you've become a, a grandpa. I am now a grandpa. Yeah. Um, grandpa Polly here. Uh, yes, and my grandson is now would be almost a month old, just shy of his month old. So that's very, very young. He's very precious holding him. And you're right, it's a, it's a game changer. Do you want to spend more time, not just because my daughter and her husband work, right? Maybe I'm thinking, okay, if I retire early, I can spend time with my grandson Right. And at, at the same time, helping out my kids. I know my parents did that for us. Exactly. We would drop them off all the time and say, here, three hours, we're going to do this. And that's fantastic for the parents. Would you, exactly. come, would you come back in three hours? Sometimes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we're texting you. We're running a little late. <laughs> uh, and, they, you know, it's good for everybody. It's good for the grandkids, the grandparents, and the parents. But, Joe, I think we're looking at, are we looking at the monetary side of things? Yes, yeah, so we're going to look at that angle and from a planning perspective. So this is what we do with clients every day is we help them put a roadmap together for retirement. And this is a big topic that we discuss all the time around what are you going to do in retirement? How do you find, you know, kind of that purpose in life uh, as you transition out of work? And what are some things you can do um, outside of travel you know, outside of, um, you know, volunteering and giving back to the community. Those are two really uh, uh, popular uh, activities in retirement. What are some things you can do with your grandchildren outside of just being there at events? Obviously, you're going to do that when you have more free time you're going to want to spend with them. Um, And so we have these conversations with clients all the time around, you know, from a money perspective, how can we help our grandchildren? How can we, uh, you know, what's the most tax efficient way to to start moving some of our money? Those conversations we have as we get into the planning, you know, you, you know, you go from your really go-go years when you're younger in retirement to kind of your slow-go years. And that's when our conversation starts changing a little bit. To, Wait, is there no go? Uh, there is. Uh, that's the last phase of retirement. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Go go to slow, slow go, go to, to no eventually go. no go. Right. It, uh, and no so the, the conversation depressing. it is, but it's it's yeah. factual. The conversation starts more with 
what is your game plan for what you're going to do in retirement and what's most important to you? And again, the grandchildren pop up high on, on that list a lot of times. But then that conversation shifts to as you get into your slow go years. OK, now I have this this nest egg that I want to start moving. And, and how do I do that? And at the same time, help my children and grandchildren uh, and, and a few options, you know, uh, this this actually comes from a couple of articles in Kiplinger's um, the last two months uh, from uh, Janet uh, Bodnar, who wrote two consecutive months on this uh, through getting some some reader feedback. And, you know, what have what are some of the things that people are doing, retirees are doing for their grandchildren? One is take them on a vacation. Uh, just a, a really fun thing. Take your children and your grandchildren. You know, in the article, they talk about, you know, renting a beach house, um, you know, on, on the ocean somewhere or, you know, a big lake somewhere. In the Airbnb or Airbnb and, and bringing all the kids and grandchildren in and just having a great time. I know uh, personally, my parents, it was their dream to take the family to Disneyland. Uh, and so they rented a house outside of, of Disney or excuse me, Disney world in Florida, um, in Orlando. Uh, and they rented a house and we all came in in 2017 around Thanksgiving and all the, the generations. So they the didn't leave you at home. It was everybody, everybody came and we had the best time and they still talk about it today. Uh, well, those are memories that you just, uh, that's part of being a grandparent. Absolutely. But then you're, you, right. You and your wife, your kids, those are memories that you, you, you got to do. People always talk about you know, this nest egg, right? I, I you got to spend some of that money at some point, right? Jim? Right. Isn't that why we right. work so hard and it save? Is. It is so that we can go to Disney World with our grandkids. Right. So if you're listening today and you're getting close to retirement, you have grandchildren, you love to do something. Think about some of those those things that you could do. Maybe we could go on a, a family vacation together and just have it doesn't have a to be Disney. Time. Doesn't have to could be, be Disney. a Northern Wisconsin Lake uh, Airbnb. We did that with our. our right. Sometimes that can be just as expensive as Disney. It, yes, it can. <laughs> depending on what you do, yeah. is anything cheap nowadays? No, no nothing. Honestly. Dinner, everything. Yeah. Even McDonald's is getting expensive. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so so think about that. You know, vacations. And we we talk about that with our clients all the time as we do the planning. It's not just about the money. It's about what are you going to do uh, to really enjoy retirement uh, and spending time with those loved ones is, is the gold in retirement. It really is. That's the things you're going to remember the most and, yeah. and cherish the most. Well, they get something out of it, the kids, uh, the grandparents too. Right. You know, it, it it's something to do, something to mark on your calendar and look forward to. Absolutely. So then we look at on the more of the money financial side, uh, what are ways grandparents, uh, what are some of the ways grandparents can help, you know, teach their children some financial literacy, you know, uh, rules and 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 good habits and one of the ways to do that is to open an account for them and maybe you buy some shares of stock and you know for birthdays and and um and holidays you you give them a monetary gift but you give it in the form of of buying some stock and they talk about that in the uh in the articles about you know a, a couple a retired couple that created trust accounts for each of their children and then they bought some shares of stock for every birthday and holiday, and but they would include with that a description on what they bought and why they bought it. Ooh, so, I like that. So I mean, we're, we're three weeks away from Christmas, Joe. Right. That's a time where a lot of grandparents 
parents might do that. Now, little Johnny, who's seven or eight, might want a gift, right? Right. They, oh, what are you giving me some money for? Or, Get some Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah, you can always do that. Always do that. Yeah. <laughs> so buy the baseball glove, but then in the glove, put the little, right. what, in, uh, stock? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think this is such a wonderful way for grandparents to not only provide some financial um uh, rewards to the grandchildren and, and get, you know, obviously some enjoyment out of that. But it's also a way to educate the kids to give, teach them about money and the value of money. And why are we doing this? And why are we saving? Why is it important to save? Uh, we all have seen the surveys about the younger generations not necessarily saving as much. Um, and all the people in this country that aren't saving enough. Uh, well, in general, great- aren't Americans not quite up to speed. I know estate planning is bad. It's like 90% of Americans don't have an estate plan. What about a retirement plan? Right. Yeah. Um, Most Americans don't have a retirement plan. Uh, And so again, that's where, you know, a grandparent can get major enjoyment out of providing financial uh, gifts to their kids, but also do a great service to those children and help educate them on good investment and, and saving fundamentals. How about college? Do grandparents ever start like a college savings plan? Yes. Yeah. The other the other thing uh, that we talk about or they talk about in this article is, you know, 529 plans within your state. Um, you know, you can establish those for your grandchildren and start contributing to those and uh, and get them set up really well for college. We know how expensive college can be. And is and and how much tuition is going up every year. Um, so that's a, a way, and and we have many clients that we help consult, you know, through that process of getting those accounts set up. Yep, and in our it's a five twenty nine plan, right? Right. Yep. College what's, savings plan. What's Edvest? So that is that is the Wisconsin plan. Okay. Um, it's different it's, state to state. It's different state to state. There are some tax benefits and deductions to uh, those contributions. So again, if you're if you're unsure about that, give our office a call two six two five two two forty forty. We can help you put that plan together. We do it with our clients every day as part of the planning process. You know, and again, asking that question: What do you want to do with your money in retirement? That's really important. Yeah. Like you just said, you you don't want to necessarily pass away and you know have a ton of money in your in your a nest egg and you never did any anything with it over over you know a 30 year period. And then there's that classic story we hear of you work so hard and you retire and then within a week after retirement you have a massive heart attack and you right. die. Right. These are tragic stories, right. but you do hear of them, right? Not to say that we can retire early. You've got a plan, but if you say most Americans don't have a retirement plan, uh, that just means you got to work longer and harder. Right. right. So you start. I, I know you guys advise if there's a 401k, you start immediately. You don't waste a, a week. Yes, we we recently had a, a prospect event, and there was a question that came out. You know, what would you recommend to those in their, you know, my children who are in their late twenties, early thirties? And my recommendation is. Save as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And don't get so uh, focused on the returns of the investment. It's more about the amount of money that you're saving. And we talked about 15 to 20% of your income. If you can save that and do it consistently year over year, when you get into your, your 50s and early 60s, you're going to have options. You're rocking. You're going to rock. And now, you know, f- what would you say, 15? 
15 to 20? I would say 15 to 20 would be the goal. If you can save more than that, great. If you can't, if you can't save that much, that's okay too. Keep working yourself up to that's that. That's right. Amount. But but again, if it's a 401k, please get in. If there's a match, at least up to the matching. It, at least get that full match. And I know 15 Correct. to 20 seems like a lot. And it quite honestly is coming out of your paycheck, right? Right. But if you get once you get used to that, Right. <laughs> you right. don't really know that it's going in. And now you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. All of a sudden, you wake up one day, you're in your 50s, and like you said, you're ready to go. Right. If you yeah. don't put that away, you've got nothing but what? Social Security, Joe. Yes, and they, you know, the, the studies show Social Security will only cover about you know, 30, 25 to 30% of your, uh, of your income. Uh, needs so it's just not enough. It's just not going to be enough, yeah. and and we all understand too. There, there's going to be a change at some point, hopefully, uh, in uh, Social Security benefits for the younger generations in order to shore up the those funds, um, and so you know that can be even more incentive to save a little more, knowing that probably that full retirement age is is going to increase. Um, and maybe those those uh, the taxes that we're withholding are going to increase probably a little bit. Talking with Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner from the Cobalt Investment Group, the retirement specialist. If you're just joining us or tuning in late to the retirement clinic, a lot coming up. Aaron Spitzner with some information on HSAs. I have a question for you when we get to that point, Aaron. Oh, my own HSA, so a little selfish, but I got a question. Oh, boy. No, it's a good one. I like no it. trivia questions. No trick questions. No, no, here. it's not a trick question. <laughs> um, uh, but still, to wrap up this topic, Joe, grandchildren in retirement. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. I get it. I think we're speaking to those grandparents that have some money saved. And what a great way to keep it and help your family. Keep it in the family. And they say you can't buy love, but this doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> and the key here is just planning. You know it, you don't have to have a lot of money to enjoy that time with your grandchildren. It's the time that's the key in, in the time with them. But with a little bit of planning, you can help educate them uh, and provide some some financial um, you know rewards to them that you can enjoy. And again, it's about what is important to you in retirement. And we have these conversations with our clients every day. That's why I brought this up. And when I saw these articles, uh, I thought, oh, that's a good one that you know, we should talk about in if you're nearing retirement or you're in retirement and you're you're uncertain, unsure on your plan or uncertain of what you want to do. Those are the conversations we have with all of our clients. We we'd love to help you. You you but you run the numbers. You do a cash flow analysis. We do. We run all the numbers. We do a stress test on the on the plan a couple of different ways. Um, we we we're worst case scenario type planners. You know what happens if you know we we experience another two thousand eight type of recession. You know in your first few years of retirement. You know how does that affect your plan? Again, yeah, can you weather the storm? Can you weather the storm? And and if you can, perfect. You have the right. Uh, lifestyle set up and we know what your income is going to be. We don't have to change your income if if your portfolio value jumps up and down. We yeah. know that's going to happen. Well, yeah, we've seen and talked about people that retire, but then they have to go back to work right? as opposed to wanting to go volunteer somewhere, right? Right. Or again, go over by your grandson or granddaughter and spend some time in the backyard. Yes. That is free. That doesn't cost, not everything costs money. Right. Hanging out around a swing set, that's quality time. Right. 
Yeah. Now, my grandson's not even a month old, so we're not ready for that yet. <laughs> but just sitting but there. it's never too early to plan. That's exactly you know? and, right. And even having conversations with your daughter and son-in-law about what they would like and, and you know, involving them in that process is, is great, too, to, to be open and have that communication with them about what you'd like to do and what would work best for them. Well, what if you say, and does the money have to be used for college? Because I know a lot of parents are saying not every kid goes to college, which is true. Right. That is definitely changing as tuition costs have gone up and we're seeing the skilled trades lack workers and maybe I'm not destined for college, Joe. That's okay, right? That is okay. And you can, there's a lot of options there. Uh, you, you can actually use the money for secondary school. So if they go to private school yeah. or something, you can use it for that. You can shift that around to different children uh, at any point. So if one is not going, one grandchild is not going to college, but the other one is, you know, you could shift those assets See, there. I didn't know that. You can actually so now with the Secure Act 2.0, you can actually now deposit that for them into a into a Roth if they don't use it for college, and there there are some um, restrictions around that. You have to be you know hold those accounts and those funds for a number of years. I think it's 15. But so if you um, don't know if they're destined for college, and who does? I you know they're three weeks old, right? right. They're not going to tell you I want to go to college. They're an infant. Correct. Don't let that stop you from starting. No. To save. Correct. Correct. And that, you know, the 529 is a great way to do it because it grows um, tax tax deferred. And then as long as you use it to pay for college expenses, yeah. it's it comes out tax free. Oh, so. we got a break. Did you want to put a pretty little bow around that topic and wrap it up? Or I Yeah, I would just say, uh, you know, from a planning perspective, there are many options for ways that you can help your grandchildren and get tons of enjoyment out of the uh, out of that gifting and, and the financial side of it. Um, so if you don't have a plan and you're not sure what to do, you know, talk to a professional, call our office 262-522-4040, and we can help walk you through that process as a part of your whole retirement plan. Gifting, tis the season, right? It's Christmas? Tis the season. It's not just about receiving, right. gifting and giving, whether it's time money or presents feels good for the soul doesn't it feel good feels wonderful uh, but you've got kids doesn't yeah. it feel good yeah actually there's i'm a- not talking about spoiling kids i'm giving i'm talking about you know like like we're talking about college savings things like that there's actually a study somewhere i just was looking at it earlier today that um here it is there is a there in the paper titled pro social spending and happiness researchers found that spending money on others helps Elevate people's sense of happiness and well-being. Yes. There you go. It's been proven by science. It Certainly. There's that certain chemical that's released. Yes. And you see a smile as they open up the gift at Christmas. There is something to giving. No yes. doubt about it. Okay. Break time, like I said. Joe Still, that was good stuff. You always cite your source. Uh, that was Kiplinger's. That's something that you, Jeff Kowal, for years has cited Kiplinger's that we use a lot. Yes. Uh, great magazine on you know uh, personal financial uh, matters, planning and investing, retirement. Uh, I, I consider myself the, the biggest nerd ever because I think I started my subscription to Kiplinger's right after I graduated college. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm in this profession. That's so, Aaron, you didn't do that? I, I just read other stuff. <laughs> no, I, I use Morningstar a lot. It's a different, different uh, that's publication. That's another one. Yeah. yeah. But we, we do always cite sources from these articles. That was, that was a good one from Kiplinger's uh, for you grandparents and obviously for the kids too. Maybe have that conversation. You know, if you're the kid, 
by kid, I mean in the parent of little junior. Right. Talk to your parents, the grandparents, Absolutely. and uh, see what we can do and have that conversation. Uh, Thecoalway.com. If you got a question, call them at 262-522-4040. Coming up right after the break, the business owner segment, boss segment, we call it, for business owner savings and security. And then Aaron Spitzner is going to talk about HSAs, health savings accounts, long-term care as well, and still to come, the wealth management and preservation segment. You're listening to The Retirement Clinic. This is WISN. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Commercial insurance is essential for any small business. Not only are certain types of insurance plans required by law for businesses in the state of Wisconsin, but without any coverage, you may have to pay for expensive claims out of your own pocket. However, knowing what commercial insurance coverage you need can be difficult, and there are common mistakes that could leave your business without the proper coverage. Here are three common commercial insurance mistakes to avoid. One, having faulty management and liability insurance. There are two types of liability insurance, D&O, which is Directors and Officers, and EPLI, Employment Practices Liability Insurance. You can put your firm at risk without these types of coverage, but even if you do have them, you need to ensure the policy limits don't exhaust coverage quickly. Two, a new one, lack of cybersecurity insurance. We are all aware of cybersecurity threats, yet surprisingly few business owners have put the proper insurance protections in place, leaving their company vulnerable. A breach in security could mean losing clients or even your business. Three, lack of proper liability umbrella limits. No business owner wants to think their company will face a large liability. However, the odds of that happening can be high, and certain industries have even higher risks than others. An umbrella policy can help cover those larger claims that go beyond general liability. These are just a few of the common mistakes that can be made with commercial insurance. Work with your insurance provider to assess your risk and ensure you have the proper coverage in place for your business. If you want to learn more about common commercial insurance mistakes or need a referral and how to avoid them, give us a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal, today's boss segment, Business Owners Savings and Security. Just a reminder, business owners need a retirement plan, too. And now we turn our attention to Aaron Spitzner, along with Joe Still. Uh, they are hosting today's retirement clinic, the Kowal Investment Group. Locations all over the place. Go to thekowalway.com. For information, are we starting with health savings accounts? Yeah, I figured we'd start with health savings accounts. It's getting near the end of the year. There are questions about health savings accounts, um, what they can be used for. Can you roll over the balance? Uh, what's the difference between the health savings account um, and the or the HSA and the FSA? Uh, these things get kind of confusing. You hear all these acronyms all the time. Well, what does the F stand for in the FSA? The, uh, the FSA would be the flexible spending account. Oh, and the H is obviously health. The savings health account. savings account. Yeah. So really, I guess I could start right there. What are these acronyms and what do they mean? The HSA, uh, very common. It's the health savings account, uh, is an employer sponsored tax friendly savings account that can be used for qualified healthcare expenses, a high deductible health plan. Um, well, so it, it has to be tied with a high deductible health plan. So now I'll tie into what is a high deductible health plan. So and you'll see the acronym HDHP, high deductible health plan. Uh, high deductible health plan has a higher deductible 
is in its name, um, than other plans, but offers a lower monthly premium to qualify for an HSA you need to be rolled in a high-deductible health plan. So those typically come together, the HSA along with the high-deductible health plan. Um, so that, the HSA would be there to cover yep. expenses that you know maybe would come about that you didn't plan on. You Got know? It. So you, you go with a high-deductible for somebody you know that's relatively healthy, that doesn't need a lot of, of care. Right. Now, if your employer offers the HSA, that's fine and dandy. What if they don't? Can well, I you, they're only going to be able to offer it if you're in the high deductible plan. Okay. And I get that question every every once in a while, like, "Hey, I got some extra money. Can I put in a high deductible or in an HSA?" And I'm, "Why well, are you in a high deductible plan? You have to be in that plan in order to use the HSA." Um, so the other option is the flexible spending account, the FSA. That is also an employer sponsored savings account. And it's funded by an employee's pre-tax contributions uh, for qualified medical expenses. If you're not enrolled in a high-deductible health plan, you qualify for an FSA. Again, the flexible spending account. So as we get into the end of the year, people talk about these two accounts because sometimes there's confusion about what you can do with the money at the end of the year. Or you get your statements that, uh, for your balance and you oh, that's right, I got that you HSA. You got this money there. You know, so with the HSA, it's a, um, that money can be rolled into the next year. You don't have to worry about spending it all by the end of the year. So before the break, when I said I was going to ask you a question, yep. it was more of a statement, and that is what you just said. With an HSA, that money, and I wanted to confirm it with you, it rolls over. So if I've got seven k in my account, it continues to the next year, and I can continue contributing and all mm -hmm. of that. Very tax-friendly too, right? Yep. You can invest that money too, which is nice. From the, the HSA money? HSA. Outstanding. Yeah, now if... if Obviously, there are, you know, that should be a deeper discussion, right? Because if you think you're going to use all this money, if you have some major procedures coming up or whatever it may be, you're not going to want to go put this thing in some high risk uh, investment. But, right. you know, if you're younger, you have a bigger balance, or I've worked with clients where they have a bigger HSA balance, we'll put a portion of it in some, you know, stock funds and then leave a portion in stable value, money market, things like that. So you're right, the HSA, um, you roll it, you can invest it. Um, and when you're 65, you can spend HSA money on anything you want. No kidding. But um, if it's not a qualified medical expense, the money is taxed. So At what rate do we know? Your, your ordinary income. Okay. So not really advisable, so not but a, just knowing you have some So I, I, I got a lot of money in my HSA. I'm, so if you're, hypothetically. Running, if you're running short at Potawatomi for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Step, pull out that HSA card. Pull out that card. Pay the yeah. Pay the tax. And that's it. So at my HSA, I've got a little debit card. It's just like having a, a credit card or a debit card, right? It's the same thing. Yeah, but let's talk about what that's, that brings up a good what point, What you Joe. can spend what it on? What we can spend it on. Uh, now, there's 18 things listed here. I'm not going to go through all 18. Just a couple that might surprise people. Uh, ambulance transportation. Band-Aids. Uh, oh, yeah, the chiropractor visit. Oh, it does cover. Cover on, covered under an HSA. A lot of medical plans, of course, don't um, cover those visits, so you pay out of pocket. Dental care, artificial teeth, uh, braces, cleanings, fillings, uh, tooth removal, uh, flu shots, hearing aids. I just highlighted a couple. Don't worry, guys. Did you mention eye care? Well, let's see if we get to that one here. But, you know, I'm asking because health plans, you know, you've got your health, dental, vision. Um, I always pass on vision just because I, I don't know why. I just do. I don't. 
We use our dental plan. We use my health. Of course. I, I always say when in doubt, like, you give them the card, and if sometimes it'll go. Like, all the systems are usually, like, if you go to Walgreens, yeah. you know, you can sometimes run that card first, and then it, the system is picked up on mm-hmm. which expenses it would cover. For Hypothetically, let's say it would cover uh, vision exams or things like yeah, that. Yeah, vision care, it, it is in there. Okay, cool. Um, medicine, mobility aids, like crutches, walkers, things like that. Service animals. Um, that a good is, bottle of bourbon would that be a mobility aid? Yeah, that a, could be. A, does that fall into the category? Stress, right? I don't know if that'll help you move or not. Um, what's it, what's what's the expensive stuff? Uh, Pappy, yeah, Pappy Van Winkle. That's yeah. not listed here. That might be on the things that won't cover. Um, <laughs> therapy services, uh, acupuncture, things like that. Uh, sunscreen, vision care, X-rays. So a lot of those are people. <laughs> sunscreen and band aids are in there. I yeah. love it. So that that you can cover with your HSA. So if you're going on vacation this winter and you, you know maybe you want to use that HSA for that instead of your savings. Okay, I got Can I ask one more yep. question? If I've got money in my HSA account and I go through and pick up a prescription, just say it's thirty dollars. I have my deductible. Prescriptions don't cost that much after that point, right? Would I be advised to use just cash? As opposed to spending the HSA money because of the tax. No, you, you kind of get into some other strategies there. Some people will defer their HSA and use that cash. Um, I guess it depends on how you have that money invested. It probably depends on your individual health. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, and if there's other medical costs that could be coming up. So case um, by case. Yeah, I would say it depends. It depends. As Joe still said in the first segment, you, you work so hard to save money, at some point you want to start yeah. spending some of this money. Yeah. Now, here's the things that won't cover. Now, this may or may not surprise you. Bourbon. Uh, aromatherapy. Uh, bourbon, no. Uh, c- cosmetics, funeral expenses, hair transplants, uh, teeth whitening, toothbrushes, vitamins. I mean, that's, vitamins is kind of a surprise. You would think it would be covered under an HSA, but it's not. Uh, Why wouldn't it cover a toothbrush? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Right. You it covers Band-Aids, more, but that not seems like common. You think it would be more health. preventative? Um, <laughs> now, wait. How would it know? If I go to Walgreens and give them my, my card, I've would it reject it then? I think it would just say you have a balance remaining at the end. I you see. know, so like if you're going to spend 25 bucks and whatever comes off the top and you may still owe them 10 bucks um, after those covered items were, were accounted for. Um, so going into the, let's see if I got it here. I think there's a few more things, uh, costs it won't cover. Oh, just weight loss foods and programs. So no Weight Watchers. HSAs uh, don't cover that. Yeah, this. they don't cover that. Or we talk about vitamins and in your animal is not covered either under the HSA program for yourself. So I just thought it was interesting to hit on some of that. The FSA, real quick. Wait, you mean that, like veterinarian? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, you can't. You can, yeah, you, but you can, you can buy it. a service animal. Yes. But you can't take it to the vet. Correct. That's, <laughs> I mean, you can take it to the vet, but it's. <laughs> I, I don't know where they come up with these rules, but, yeah, but they are rules. Those are my do's and don'ts there. Um, uh, Are you the, saying sometimes uh, one department doesn't talk to the other? That's <laughs> kind of what I'm saying. Now, um, the FSA, just real, wanna, real quick, want to hit on that, that flexible spending account. There is a limit to how much unused money rolls over. As outlined by the IRS for 2023, the maximum amount that can carry over is $610. That can carry over to the next year. You lose your account if you change employers or stop working and you cannot invest those dollars. So there, some people think it all has to be spent. There is some money that carries over from year to year. Uh, not a big amount, but 610 is better than nothing. 
Wait, what? I'm confused. That's I'm, on the flexible spending oh, account. Oh, I was going to say, because the HSA money rolls HSA over. rolls, a flexible spending, a little oh, bit more limits. that's a big difference. Yeah, and that that's the one I really want to hit on right yep. now. Just so you know, as you're winding down your year on spending, if you have some bills, sometimes people have medical bills to take care of. You may want to look at using some of that and spending it down a bit. Again, FSA flexible spending savings account. Yep. Flexible savings account. So another thing I'd point out about both of these types of accounts money comes out pre-tax so it can help lower your taxable income so this is part of your year-end or first of the year planning where you know you're looking at okay how much did we spend on health care last year and how much did we spend on you know all the incidentals all those things that were covered and then that gives you that estimate for that next year. And then if, if, if there's anything coming up, any health-wise, you know, big expenses coming up in that next year, start thinking about that and, and set money aside. I'll give you an example. In 2005, I uh, had LASIK surgery done. And it was very expensive at that point, at that time. But I used a flexible spending account oh, you to did. pay for the whole thing. Does normal health insurance typically not cover LASIK? I'm guessing not. Um, no, it, there was some coverage there. Um, it wasn't huge. It didn't cover not a hundred percent, but I was able to make up the difference in the flexible spending for that year. Interesting. And the, the FSA, which I didn't know, I'm glad you brought up. There's a big difference between the two in that carrying over. So people get them confused and I bet you're right. It comes to the end of the year. It's not like I wake yeah. up every day and check my balance in my HSA or FSA. Yeah. Most people don't. <laughs> no. You but don't. now is the time you might want to if you have a flex spending account because like you can only roll over a certain portion of, if you of could, that. What is it, $600? $610, yeah. So the rest I'm just out? You're forfeiting. Oh, well, then that's insane. The other thing, I'm spending. The other thing that's really tough is if you have a lot of money to spend in that flexible spending and you need to like see a doctor for it, it can be really tough at the end of the year to get in. I, I've been finding that. Oh, uh, goodness. Exactly. Everybody wants to load if they've like met their right. deductible for the year. That's exactly Might as well it. get in and get that taken care of or this taken care of. So. Yeah. When our boys were younger, it was about the braces and stuff, the, the dental stuff. Yeah, we, we took advantage of that. Um, well, just getting in for any kind of appointment in the healthcare world is very difficult. Very difficult. And you know where it's not hard to get in for an appointment? Where's that? The Kowal Investment Group. You're just a phone call away. <laughs> That's right. And you're not turning anybody away. Yeah, I mean, as we get to the end of the year, people do think that at the end of the year, ah, oh, you know, I might not want to take care of this or take care of that. I'll wait till January. Well, let's, you know, so, and I think right now is a great time to get started while people are off of work, you know. To, and you might catch, even if you get a quick meeting in with somebody yeah. at Kowal, might catch something before the end of the year. Yeah. That you, I mean, uh, yeah. like these I mean we, we talk about it, but it's the truth. You know, get to the end of the year. Uh, people tend to focus more on family and the holidays and shopping and getting all that done. But you may have some extra time off, and now is a great time to, to schedule a meeting, sit down, and, and get started on the planning. I agree 100%. So the phone number to call is 262-522-4040. That's for the Kowal Investment Group. All those locations we mentioned, Waukesha, Spitzer, are you still working out of the Racine office? Yep, Mount Pleasant, right off the freeway there. Highway 20. We got beautiful Christmas lights on the building now. Well well done. Yes. We're very seasonal. We had a nice pumpkin display. Now we have beautiful Christmas lights. Ah. So, 
Yes, we... Doesn't, yeah. You're we'll right. have to get a blow-up Easter bunny coming. I don't know. Don't get a blow-up Easter bunny. <laughs> I don't know what we do in All these spring. nice classy decorations, <laughs> then we get a blow-up bunny. So uh, that's just one location. The world headquarters in Waukesha. We mentioned Port Washington up in Ozaukee County. You can meet in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Florida is now Cape Coral, right? What am I missing? Oh, Adelafield, the latest edition. Yes. Everything is online, thekowalway.com. Coming up next, the Wealth Management and Preservation segment as we continue the retirement clinic with Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner on WISN. Well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I had a million Back with the Wealth Management and Preservation segment as we continue the retirement clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner. And this segment, Joe, uh, well, we're gonna, it's, a, it's a smaller, shorter one because uh, we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah, so this is a little more on the preservation side. And uh, this statistic jumped out at me when I read this in a, um, in a Kiplinger's uh, supplement that they sent out on retirement. And um, I'll just read this. So according to a 2022 study in the journal Research on Aging, one in four workers, all right, so for, for those mathematicians, that's 25. 25. There you go. There you go. Um, I jumped on that because it's an easy one. Uh, so 25% of workers in this survey who are still healthy in their mid-50s will experience a disability in the next few years making working more difficult. This includes both blue and white collar employees. And that jumped out at me. 25% almost seems I don't like not believable. Right. 25% of us if we're right. in our mid 50s are likely to experience what did you refer to it as a uh, a disability. So hmm. and and it doesn't necessarily mean a disability that would not allow that individual to work anymore, but it would affect and make work more difficult. And it could be physical or otherwise, I guess. Right, right? it could be physical, it could be mental. Um, you know, so you can think about the the gamut of all the different medical issues that you could experience. And what what stuck out to me here was, and and what jumped out, I should say, would be, it's never too early to start planning. And as we talked about earlier in the show, you know, we always think in terms of plan for the worst case scenario. And one thing, and I think Aaron would would agree with this, one thing we talk about with just about every prospect, uh, prospective client, when we go through a, a financial survey of theirs to look at their current situation, we ask about disability insurance. And that is a type of insurance that I think is overlooked way too often because of how important it is, especially in your younger working years, or I would say kind of the meat of your working years, you know, in those forties and fifties where your, your earnings are probably getting close to a high in, in peak earnings and you have children or a family. And if something happens to you and you get injured and you don't pass away, you know, hopefully you have life insurance, but if you if you get injured, and I always use the example, let's say you go up onto your roof and you're cleaning out your gutters. Max McGee of the Packers. Right. That's how he died. Yeah, and you fall off and you get a, a injury that disables you so you can't work and earn income anymore. 
how are you going to replace that income for those remaining years to to support your family? Disability insurance. And disability insurance is very important. And most of the time, we're talking about a group policy um, that will work very well for, you know, it'll, it'll take care of about 60% of your income. Um, if something happens to you and, and that's long-term disability, a lot of employers will cover short-term disability, but that's a conversation we have with our clients all the time when they're still working before retirement is okay. You know, you're going through your benefits. Um, do you have short-term disability? Do you have long-term disability? What does the company offer? What do they cover? That's right. And a lot of times the long-term disability isn't covered and, but it's, it's very, very reasonably priced. You know, I'm talking, let's say 30 bucks a month and that covers 60% of your income most of the time if something happens to you and and you're not able to to do that particular job and this this cited 25% of us 25% that are in our mid 50s this will happen to that's pretty significant in mid 50s healthy something will happen within the next few years you know so call it your late 50s early 60s uh, could be anything could be anything. Could be like you said. It could be a car accident. Could be a fall on the stairs. It could be literally anything. Uh, good advice with the insurance, Joe. We we're wrapping up. That was more of the preservation. You're right. Preserving your wealth. Right. Uh, when we come back on the retirement clinic, final comments with Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still. In the meantime, check out their website, thekowalway.com. Retirement clinic today. Wrapping it up with the Kowal Investment Group. A lot of takeaways. Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still. Aaron, what did you? learn today what did we learn today today i learned that you can't use your hsa to buy a toothbrush and that includes an electric toothbrush oh it does yes thanks for clarifying that it does cover band-aids however yep band-aids good stuff on today's show joe still what did you uh what's your takeaway what did you learn today i was shocked to learn that one in four healthy individuals in the mid fifties will have a disability, will experience some sort of disability within a few years of turning. If they're in, in their, their mid fifties. they're in their mid fifties, which seems shockingly high. Keeping my fingers crossed, I'm part of the 75. Uh, Cause I'm not too far away from that. Well, I mid-50s. will say this is scarier even to for me, I'm 57. Right. I've got a three years here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm crossing my fingers cause I won't be in that 75% with you. Yeah. Um, good stuff today. We covered a lot of material. Uh, citing Kiplinger's in that first segment, grandchildren, grandparents and the grandchildren, and all the things you can do. If you've got a question, we send you right to the Cowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040, Waukesha, Port Washington, Delafield. They've added that recently, Racine, and of course we mentioned Phoenix and uh, Florida's location. Uh, where is that again in Florida? I always forget. Cape Coral. Oh, that's right. Cape Coral. Sounds so exotic, especially now when I want to be warm. Joe Still, thank you for another great show. Thanks, Paul. That was great. Aaron Spitzer, we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. And stay tuned, of course, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. News Blocks during the Mark Belling Show for those business updates from the Colwell Investment Group, the retirement specialist. News is up next.